This is Miller's Edge on Tide have several other trades going down. Buddy Heald getting traded by the Indiana Pacers. They're sending him to the Philadelphia 76ers for Marcus Morris, among others. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. All right, yeah, it's... WTBC. We are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We hope you're doing well on this lovely Thursday edition. A lot to get into, including the big-time basketball game that happened in the great state of Alabama last night. As Alabama went down to Auburn, um, and uh, they got it handed to them. Uh, not a real big shock to a lot of people. We knew how hard it was uh, to win at Auburn. 14-game winning streak going into the basketball game on last night. Uh, make it 15 for Bruce Pearl and the boys. Uh, they get it done in a very convincing fashion. So we'll uh, talk about that basketball game as well. Get you uh, caught up with that. I think we got some Nate Oates sounds after the game. I'm efforting that to send to Noah to play some of that video uh, for you to see what he had to say at the conclusion of the basketball game. And now there's basically, uh, you know, it's like a train wreck <laughs> in first place uh, in the SEC. I mean, you could talk about, you know, Auburn, you could talk about Alabama, and then you got to talk about the South Carolina Gamecocks, those three teams, Tennessee. I mean, you got all those teams are sitting right there, um, uh, vying for that, that, uh, one spot. So it should be fun, uh, down the close of the SEC season. Four really good teams. Uh, I think all four teams probably projected to be in the top five for sure. Uh, in uh, the NCAA tournament. So uh, the SEC is powerful in basketball. We talk about it all the time about football. It just means more big packs, stadiums. But, hey, uh, the, the uh, basketball teams are not taking any back seats at all uh, to college football in the SEC. So we can talk about that. Of course, it's just days away right now. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, the big game in Las Vegas. No, we're not talking about slot machines. We're not talking about craps. We're not talking about blackjack. We're talking about the Super Bowl is happening in the city that never sleeps, and that will be Las Vegas. Uh, so uh, a game between the San Francisco 49ers, a game between Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Can Andy Reid in that game uh, make it back-to-back? Uh, I think San Francisco is favored in this ball game. Uh, so we'll get to some of that because I think it's very interesting. Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy going up against 
Patrick Mahomes, a guy that many people believe already is the new standard when it comes down to the best quarterback ever to play the game. I know Tom Brady won six. We call him the GOAT. But is Patrick Mahomes a GOAT? I want to hear from you. I know we talk college heavy here. But when you look at these quarterbacks, what Brady did at New England and then went and won at Tampa, pretty special. But when you look at the trajectory of Patrick Mahomes, when you look at uh, the fact that, what is this, three out of four, four out of five, whatever it is, Super Bowls, and get a chance to go back to back, when we just talk about quarterback play, we're not talking about teams, but when you're talking about quarterback play, you got to consider Patrick Mahomes maybe the best to ever do it. Uh, so let's let's talk about that some today because he is special. I mean, this dude, he's a magician. He he wins, wins, wins. All he does is win. Um, if you're building your team with both quarterbacks in their prime, who do, you, who do you go with? Do you build it with Tom Brady? Do you build it with Patrick Mahomes? So I'd like to talk some grown man football with you on today uh, at that quarterback position. Should be a fun game. 49ers, I think, are favorite 49ers. I haven't looked the best uh, in the playoffs. Kansas City uh, getting a convincing win against Lamar Jackson, the team that thought, you know, with home field advantage, uh, everybody thought that the Baltimore Ravens would definitely be the team that would represent the AFC, uh, but they fell short. So now, will Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, get things done for the San Francisco 49 So we can get into uh, some of that as well. I think I have some sound from Coach Murphy. Uh, Alabama softball. It's, it's been a spring sports, right? But it's freezing outside. <laughs> but they call it spring sports. So we can probably hear from uh, Coach uh, Murphy some a little bit because I think they play, I believe, out in Atlanta uh, this week. So uh, things are getting fired off, and then about a little over a week, a week or so, baseball starts up. So everything's now starting to get intertwined uh, with sports. Football ending. Basketball is rolling now. You got March Madness just around the corner. You got the championship, as far as the conference championships are concerned, coming up here in a couple of weeks. So we're getting ready to get crazy, down, dirty, and busy. 205-342-9904, the number for the program. Free download, Tide 100.9, that app. Uh, you can leave your thoughts, comments, or questions right there. And we're sponsored by our good friends at the Good Feet Store. Appreciate all that they do. America's art support experts. Go see Douglas and the gang over at Midtown Village right there in Tuscaloosa. And they will gladly take great care of you. We appreciate them being the title sponsor of the Miller's Edge. To Tuscaloosa now we go where Noah Chambers, I changed his name <laughs> to Chambers. Um, Why is that? It's kind of a name that he probably would not ever have because Chambers sounds like somebody like grew up in my though. neighborhood. But on this week he's Chambers for the rest of the week. Noah Chambers and Christian Miller. Guys, what's up? Not much. I see you got a little headset, a new headset. It looks good. Nice and official. It sounds good. Is that new? No. Oh. Well, I, mean, I feel like it's different. Normally you don't have the like the headset. With I the normally mic. use my mic, but ever since <clears throat> I put uh, blue on blast, I told you, I got two really nice blue mics. And, uh, no, I'm, that the one you got is nice, though. I like that. Oh, yeah. Should I be sure? <laughs> but, um, yeah, we might need to retire those. No, no, I, I was complimenting you. Looks good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, how's the mic look good? Do I'm saying know? it looks official because we can't remember we're streaming, so I can see you, right? Oh, yeah, so I'm, okay. I'm, yeah. So I, I see you. Dollars, best buy. No, that's what I'm saying. That and it honestly, probably was the best buy because so far, I mean, you know, the, the other mic is just two hundred dollars. Don't two, work exactly, 
right? That's what I'm saying. You got the nice broadcaster looking mic. But um, no, I'm curious though. I, I know you. You love watching football, any type of football, even though you make fun of lower level football, <laughs> so like NAIA. But um, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just not. I'm just, as far as I'm just giving you a hard time. Just the boy in the street credit. I'm just giving you a hard time. But what I was going to ask you is: Are, are you? Is this like a, a sad moment for you, knowing that this uh, Sunday's the last last football game of the year, or or, or are you going to watch the UFL? I'm sorry, I forgot about that. I forgot the UFL is about to kick off. I don't want to discredit uh, UFL. Yeah, Do you watch UFL, UFL football? US, what is it? So they changed it to UFL. Remember? So yeah, the USFL. I, I guess yeah, USFL and the XFL have now merged. So all right, yeah, yeah so watch UFL. You, you said you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, our, is our guy Foster going back in and playing. He was picked up. Yeah. So, that, so how it worked is, so basically, they took several XFL teams, and then their one conference. So the conferences are the XFL and the USFL. And basically, um, some guys, they, they, I guess they got rid of a couple teams from each league. When they dissolved those teams, those available guys were drafted. So uh, Ruben, I think Ruben's team was one of those teams that was dissolved, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but he ended up getting picked up. I can't remember which team it was. But, yeah, so he's still playing. Bo Scarborough or Guy Bo, he'll be there. We'll have to yeah. get him on the show, have him talk about kind of his expectations. He's still with the Stallions. And, uh yeah, so I'm excited for that. But I didn't, I didn't know if you if you dive into that too much. But I think they've been well, doing a pretty good job with it. And The Rock is doing a nice job going out, doing appearances. He came back to WWE. Matter of fact, SmackDown, for all my wrestling fans like me, they were in Birmingham uh last Friday. And The Rock came back, you know, surprise, you know, come back. Oh, whoops. Surprise, come back. And, uh, yeah, I think it was planned because I think he's trying to help promote the the, the new merged uh, league with the UFL. But anyway, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of attention around it right now. So I'm excited to watch it. But I didn't know how you felt, you know, the Super Bowl coming up. I know you're probably a little upset because uh, football is winding down. But I guess you got the UFL yeah, listen, now. I'm, I'm upset. But, but football is year-round. It's, it's a, you know. No, now with the UFL. It's got spring practice going to start here in March. In the but March I meant, but I meant like, like, like from an entertainment standpoint, you can't right, just right, turn right. on the TV and watch well, it. I know, golf. I know we can, we can cover it and see it. Well, but I'm a golf guy too. So, you know, with Tiger Woods playing in the Genesis, I didn't talk about that on yesterday. This is his first tournament of the year. His first tournament, uh, matter of fact, since the Masters last year. Um, so he's back in full competition. So I, I'm a dude that love to watch golf. I'm going to watch golf. Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very entertained with golf. I know a lot of people say it's boring and it's chasing a white ball around. <laughs> I have no time for it, but um, I do. So I watch golf. I got Then I get into, you know, my tournament. So um, I'm traveling. I'll be doing so. You guys know that I travel a lot in the spring, so you'll see me in different places trying to do the radio show. But um, I'll be doing, you know, tournament. my own tournament is May 13, 14. So I'm working on that. Uh, happening here in Columbia. Then I got uh, Bill Murray's event, uh, his uh, celebrity pro-am down in Jacksonville, Florida at the Renaissance. Uh, then I got the Hootie event uh, also in April. It's the Monday after the Monday after the Masters. They call it Ma'am. Uh, I got his event. Uh, then after my event, I'm going to Palm Springs, California. Uh, my, my guy, Grant Fear, who, who's a uh, Hall of Famer, NHL player, who's a goalie, um, him and his wife do a beautiful job out in Palm Springs, so I'll be out there. I, I meant like kind of watching sports. I mean, we know you, you yeah. are, your, your schedule's filled with you well, golf. Well, that ain't gonna bother me as much. My point is, I'm doing all the different <laughs> things because 
I ain't going to have that much time to be just sitting around because I'm traveling and doing doing other things. So I'll miss it. But, yeah, I mean, football is football, man. You can't. There's no better sport on, on the planet of football. I don't care. There's no better sport. And I don't think, you know, there's a better sport than college football. I mean, I like the pros a lot, but with the bowl coming up, I'll be all about it. But I ain't just really just, you know, turning cartwheels about the Super Bowl this weekend. I'm just not. I mean, why is if that? It been, if Lamar Jackson would have been in it and Taylor Swift wouldn't have been in it, I would have been so much more happier. You, so you would have preferred a, a Lions Raven Super Bowl yes. versus the. I'm not going to lie. I was kind of hoping the Lions would pull it off because I thought, I thought that was a hell of a. Story, I guess it still is. You know, you know their program, like a franchise, I should use um, to be able to. Uh, I mean, they, they've just done such a great job. You talk about um, what's the head coach's name again? I just, I, I like their head coach, man. He seems like a player's coach. You know, he is a former player himself. The way he gets his guys to buy in, they play hard. They're physical. Um, the way they drafted, you know, they got guys like Jameer Gibbs, Brian Branch, and those guys are playing some really good football for him. I just, I really like what they're doing. I thought that would have been a hell of a story to see. Um, what, what is his name? The Lions head coach. Is it Dan? Uh, yeah. What's his last name? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Dan Tidy and, uh, you making me draw that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Team. I would ask you Noah, but Noah would definitely know. Oh, wow. oh, you got too many concussions, blah, blah, blah. You, no. you can't, lately you haven't remembered nothing. What do you mean, dude? Dan I mean, Campbell is Campbell, there it is. Thank you. Sorry. Dan Campbell, I, I love the job that he's done in Detroit. And I thought that would have been awesome for him and his squad to be able to pull that off, which they should have pulled it off, if we're being honest. They kind of you know, laid an egg in that second half. I guess or props to Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. He he did his thing, too. But, you know, they I feel like they definitely you know kind of gave it away. But, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. I, I like the question, though. I, I'm curious to hear what everybody else thinks. Um, in terms of the, the Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady argument, I, I think it's still way too soon to, to give him the GOAT title. Because, Tom, look, Tom Brady's a seven-time Super Bowl champion, man. I know people can talk about the defense and all that stuff. Dude, man, greatness is greatness. Look, I see I see the look on your face, man. Come on, man. You're old school. How do you not appreciate Tom Brady, man? Doing it in that longevity? You and I both know how difficult it is to sit there and, and, and play at a high level, even just one year. Man, you did it nine years. This dude did it. How long did he play? 20-something? 20 20-plus? 20 play quarterback, though. Okay, I, quarterback, I get that. I, I get that. But too. I get that. And you're right. You see Dan Orlovsky's and those guys, they played double-digit years. And they're probably, you know, backups and whatnot. Yeah, but, not with a backup. He's a, he's no, no, no. That's what, I'm, so I'm, what I'm saying is I get what you're saying. You're right. Quarterbacks do have longevity, especially guys that, that have the backup roles. They can play a long time. I, I, I understand that. But at the same time, as a starting quarterback, and to do it at that high of a level, even when he's – I mean, I know you see Aaron Rodgers, you see other guys that are old. I'm not saying this, you know, it's something that's never been done, but to go out there – he beat Pat Mahomes, right? He beat the, the, the young guy. I'm just saying, you you you, you got to give him respect, man. You, you tell me you don't – you don't you really don't respect Brady like that? You think you think the defense was – Yes. Why do all young people always think if you don't agree – you're, you're, you're disrespecting somebody. It ain't not even about respect. I ask a question to the audience. Hi there, YouTube extra, by the way. I got my shades off. I can see you. Tom Brady in the prime, Patrick Mahomes in the prime. I'm just saying, I'm talking about the quarterback position, right? We know football is the ultimate team sport. Brady didn't win those by himself, yet he gets all the credit, right? Even more so than Bill Belichick, the head coach. Mm. 
Right, he gets all the credit. It was about Tom Brady. It was TB12 all day, every day, twice on Sunday. But if I'm looking at what I've known and the evidence that I have between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, and I'm saying, okay, they said, Corey, you are the GM. Start your team. Here's your two picks. Here's your here's the two choices. Pick one of these guys to be the quarterback. Easy choice for me. I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Right. In a day where a guy has to be able to move, in a day where a guy has to be able to improvise and make something out of nothing, nobody does that better than Patrick Mahomes. I agree. A guy that can stand in the pocket, even when the pocket is clean, it's not messy, and he can scan and read his coverages and read one, two, three, four, and five. I'm going with Tom Brady. He makes every throw. He can run. He's smart. And by the way, you know, when it comes down to improvising with legs, getting the first time, he's faster than you think. He's tougher than you think. So if I was starting a team, I don't care about the six, seven Super Bowls, right? Because I know half of them was not about Tom Brady. It was not Tom Brady coming mm. up with a big play. So the Super Bowls thus far that Kansas City has won has been all about Patrick Mahomes. By the way, two Super Bowl MVPs. Okay, and if he and if they they win this one, he's going. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes with a third Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. right? So, in this day and age of football, I would not take Tom Brady. I can appreciate. I have nothing but love for him. I respect him. Uh, you know, me and Tom Brady flew out to uh, Junior Seau golf event years ago. I never forget on the plane. I think we're coming from Charlotte somewhere. We somewhere we got hooked up, and he brought his girlfriend out there just to break up with her. I respected that. Huh? And so you you're gonna take her to the golf event, and then you're gonna dump her and drop her like it's hot? Wait, those are some serious I, allegations. I'm like, bro, I'm like, boy, you cold. Listen here. Like, wait a minute. He didn't, but the girl didn't go with us because we were on a different plane. He said he was bringing his girlfriend, but he's going to break up with her out there at the golf in San Diego. He to- he's he's telling you this, or are you just you're saying you're. Yeah, no, no, man, because we're in first class, and me and him sit next to each other. So we're flying, you know, we just chatting, probably having a couple couple pops or two back in the day. And so he's like, yeah, man, I like her and all this. She's cool, but um, I'll be ready to drop her like a hot. I don't know if I'm behind this story. So my point was to him was like, why you, you know, come away out here and tell the girl that you ain't going to be with her no more. So I just thought, man, dude, you know, that, you know, that's cold. That's all. But when it comes to football, that's true story, though, by the way. But when it comes to football, I'll go with Patrick Mahomes. He would be my dude. What say you? I'm asking you that question. It's not a Bama question today. It is a... Just, uh, you know, well, that, that, that was that's a different question, though. I mean, I, I agree with you on that. Are you? We said it. I thought you initially said. Am I see the, team with? Am I that's a different question. I, I agree with you on that. I, you said. I don't I, know who you going with, Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. Team? You. I thought we were saying is he is it too soon? Like is he the goat, the new no, goat? No, no, I'm saying who are you starting your team with? Uh, okay, no one's going to run. I swore the question was is he is he the new goat? No, I never said that. Nah, well, okay, well, but that's a that's a whole different situation. I think I, without a doubt, I'm going with Pat Mahomes now. I'm just saying, I've, a lot of people <laughs> nah, are trying to nah. cl- trying to crown him as the new goat. 
And I just think it's too soon to say that. Which I would think you would agree with me because you're the Mr. Like, oh, I got to wait. I got to, like, come on now. I got to wait on. I don't see the number. I can't. I got to move this I mic, mean, man. I'm about to come to tear this mic off. Seven Jeez. Super Bowls versus two. What do you mean? You do have to wait. Dr. Christmas come said on, Pat man. telling Tom holding <laughs> beer. <laughs> I don't know. We got to talk about this. I, I, that, All right, that's but I'll just throw out that for the day. If you're starting a team, both quarterbacks in their prime, which quarterback are you taking? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it TB12 Tom Brady? That's a question we're throwing out there today. Don't forget, uh, Stephen M. Smith is going to join us in the 1 o'clock hour, too. I forgot to say that in the opening, but he will be. He has confirmed via cell phone. Um, he'll be here at 1 o'clock. We'll talk all things Bama with him for sure. Um, and then also, we were asked a question yesterday about the coaches who's on staff. And, well, your boy told the elephant, Red Elephant Club, that, hey, I'm Ryan Grubb. He did it kind of like this, you two. You can't see me on the air. He goes, <clears throat> The Red Elephant Room, hear me and hear me clearly. My name is Ryan Grubb, and I am the offensive coordinator for the Alabama Crimson Tide. So what he just did, he dispelled all the notions, all the thoughts about going to Seattle into the National Football League. He just told you that's what he's doing. That's his job. So you got to give the brother a hand clap about that. We've got to break 205-342-9904. we come back, take some phone calls, we'll get some comments. Uh, you know, we'll talk about the softball team. We got to talk about the basketball team. That's really the top story. Um, they got beat down last night. Nados, I think I got some. Lives. The event will feature a non-competitive three-mile walk and a survivor's pathway. To register and to get more details, log on to TuscaloosaHeartWalk.org. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 63. Increasingly cloudy tonight, the low at 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and mild, a chance of showers by late afternoon, the high 69. Saturday, occasional rain, possibly a thunderstorm, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. They act like I've done something wrong and they give me the evil eye. I say, honey, I'm sorry. I'm in a southern state of mind. I could be anywhere. Here on a Thursday, hope you're doing well on today. A little news note for you real quick. Uh, with uh, this year being the first year of the 12-team playoff, well, the committee changed. They served their little three-year term. We got new members coming, and we got a new, uh, I don't know, director, so to speak, or chair person, and that person is Ward Manuel. This is per ESPN, Heather Denich. Uh, so Ward Manuel has been named the chair of the college football playoff selection committee for the first season of the 12-team playoff. They announced this on today. Uh, they said that they're delighted to have Ward serve as the, the college football chair. Executive Director uh, Bill Hancock spoke this. Um, he's been a valuable member of the committee the last two years, and the experience will serve him well in leading the group. He's a former student athlete. He will also be a good spokesperson to let the fans know how the committee reaches its rankings, which I don't believe that because when you listen to them talk to Reese Davis every week when they're doing the football, college football playoffs, it kind of nerve-wracking. But Manuel did play football. He's a former defensive end at Michigan, 
Uh, he replaced uh, North Carolina State Athletic Director Boo, Boo Corrigan. <laughs> uh, and uh, his term expired after serving as a group's chair for the past two seasons. So there you go. Ward Manning of Michigan will be the college football chair. Uh, they do have some new members. I'll give you the names really quick. Uh, they include Washington State Athletic Director Pat Sean. Former Toledo and Missouri coach, we know this name, very familiar, Gary Pinkle. Baylor Athletic Director uh, Mac Rhodes. Athletic Director Carla Williams. And Arkansas Athletic Director Hunter Yurichek. Uh, they'll begin their three-year terms this spring. So there you go. You got some new members. You got a new chair. A uh, new format with the college football playoff being that is a 12-team. So there you go. Uh, we We'll see. Uh, they'll be on the fire again. Everybody now will be complaining about who's uh, 13 or 14 or 15 and who should be 12 and 11 and 10. So they think this is going to solve everything, but it definitely won't, in my opinion. So I just wanted to drop that little news note to you. Let's get real. There you go. You put on the YouTube action. But I was going to transition because I want the Bama fans to get involved here. What happened? I'm going to ask you because you, you mean, you are the – you're on the NATO's train. You're on the Bama basketball train. You're at the game. You didn't go to this game. But, man, people laughed. The fans joked their little arena, how they're on top of you. But it seemed to serve them very well on last night in that little small arena on top of Alabama, loud and crazy, right? So what happened? They got beat down by 22 points, I believe, uh, to Auburn at home. Now that's 15 in a row for the Tigers, Alabama. Uh, didn't play well. Auburn shot 50. I believe I'm saying this. I got to go back and look at it. 50 free throws? Yeah, I think maybe 51. But yeah, at least 50. But wasn't it like over 80 free throws combined between both teams in this ballgame? Correct. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, first first thing I noticed, again, I just watched. I wasn't there. But I mean, that, that atmosphere, they, look, they did a good job, right? I mean, no matter how you you know joke about the arena or whatever it is, I mean just from watching it, you could hear how loud it was, right? It was packed out. They all had that ugly orange on. Um, but then just you know from a you know playing standpoint, I think the biggest thing, obviously, other than the fouls and all that, uh, I just feel like we just struggled like down in the paint. I don't I don't think we really have like a dominant like paint player. You know what I mean? I, I think that kind of gets us. And then I was going to ask your thoughts on this too. You know, and we probably got the audio, but Nate Oates came out in the press conference and he kind of put his best player on blast, so to speak. He said, we need Mark Sears to play better defense. Now, you know, he, he, you know, he's probably just telling the truth, but I was curious kind of your thoughts. I'm like, how, how do you feel about a coach kind of, you know, publicly putting his, his best player on blast like that? I just know as a player, you know, I know Coach Saban is not afraid to be honest about, you know, things that we need to improve upon. But I know he's he tries to at least uh, always, even if he starts getting a little too honest in the media, he always kind of brings it back in and, and finishes on a positive note. He always tries to be a little more positive. Nate Oates, he just keeps it real. And I know somebody like you, you like to keep it real, but you're also a former player. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, with Coach Oates kind of just publicly saying, hey, our best player has got to play better defense. If, we're going to win, if we want to win big games, he's got to be better on defense. And it's not the first time. He called out Grant Nelson, too, I think. 
Well, he should have been calling out Grant Nelson all along because he's been absolutely not good at all. He's been I better mean, last few weeks. Uh, yeah, or but a couple last few games. He's too. been like the guy that when when they was getting him through the transfer portal, I mean, they made him be out like, like he was Larry Bird. Let's <laughs> be honest. I mean, the dude coming here that was North Dakota State, somewhere like that, and dunking on everybody. It looks like he was five slam a jammer part of that team, and and you know, we haven't seen. I mean, he's just been, I think, below average. Um, and I think he has not played well at all. But Mark Spears I, and, and the coach calling him out good. You know, make them be accountable. Mark Spears has to be accountable. Now, he had 25 points, I think, in the game. I mean, so can he score the basketball? Yes. I think Bama guards can play with anybody in the country. I think their guards are really, really good. But let's just be real. Shoot the ball really well, and they did that yeah, last you, night. But you have but. to be able to play defense. I mean, I think uh, Alabama shot 37% from the field, 34% from the three. I mean, Auburn shot 26% from the three. Um, but listen, call them out. Now, I know you, as a coach, you have to know who you can call out, right? I was at an event last night with the Gamecocks at a signing party with the Booster Club, and you know, Coach Beaver and Shane were saying the same thing, you know, just about, you know, getting on players and, you know, we're talking about just afraid that they're going to leave, you know, if you, if you say the wrong thing. But Mark Sears strikes me as the kind of dude that you can say, hey, man, I need my point book. He is the leader of the basketball team. So if you get on the leader, sometimes coaches look at it like this. You get on the leader, and it's easier for that message to, to, to really flow down to the rest of the team um, because they're going to look at it like, hey, he's getting on Mark. He called a mark out. Well, then if he called me out, no biggie because he'll do it to the best player on the basketball team. So I think Nate Oates has, uh, has established that type of relationship with his players. Um, but he's right. I mean, they lost 99 to 81. I mean, they give up almost 100 points. I mean, they scored 81. That's a lot of points. But they gave up 99. I'm telling so, you, man, the paint, they, they just they struggle down They have low. no big man. They have no – their front court is not good. It's just not good. Um, they'll make the they're gonna make the tournament, but Alabama's not gonna be a sweet sixteen team. I think they'll be a team that's gonna get beat early. I, I think, you know, they might get the thirty two. Um, and that that's the big question if they're hitting threes. I mean if they're getting hot, they're a streaky basketball team. So uh, they don't play good defense, their their front court is just average, maybe below average. So you know, give them credit. They got a lot of new guys on this basketball team, but you know, to me, it's just not a good basketball team. Uh, we'll talk more about it. I mean, I think Nate Oates, and I will hear from him too. I have uh, Noah part up some sound to hear what he had to say following the game. But yeah, man, what is this? They they kind of peed down their legs. I mean, looking really good, and you know, getting back to Alabama basketball, playing better defense the last few games. But man, you know, Auburn's a good basketball team. Let me hear your thoughts on that. Bama versus Auburn in basketball. Is, is, is Bama a Sweet 16 team, in my opinion? No. No, they're just not. Will they win the SEC? No. They're not going to win the SEC this year. I don't think they're going to make a push in the tournament. I just don't think they're that good. Uh, when you're talking about that upper edge level, in my opinion. They're good, but they're not that team anymore. I think they need some more pieces, especially in the front court. Quick timeout, come back. We'll talk more about this basketball game as Alabama goes down to Auburn 99-831. That's 800-294-8831. What do you have to lose? Call 800-294-8831. Again, 800-294-8831. 
This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. here in Columbia, South Carolina, talking Alabama basketball. They go down 99-81 to the Tigers of Auburn at the Neville. And uh, what a loud, crazy place last night. 80, I think it was 80 or 81 foul shots taken in that ball game. Auburn shot 50, 51 or so foul shots. But here's head coach Nate Oates after the game, as the tide falls short. Coach, tough when you had some periods there where it looked like things might go your way, but too many stretches by the Tigers. Yeah, no, we, we got oh, tough tonight. It's disappointing. You know, I thought we'd come ready to play more. we, we got to have them more ready to go. It's on, it's on us. You know, I'm still trying to figure this group out, but uh, I'm looking at the blue-collar stuff right now. They had 25 more than we did. You know, they, they played harder. They, they out-rebounded us. They turned us over. You know, they're plus seven on the glass. Second chance points were doubled, 24 to 12. Points off turnovers were just about, shoot, they were more than doubled. They're 22 to 10. You know, they turned us over 15 times. We only turned them over five times. A lot, a lot of toughness stuff we, we failed on tonight. Coach, they were able to answer your team's comeback. You're down, I think, a dozen in the first half early. You tie it, actually take the lead, and then they finish with that flurry, and it seemed like the game just kind of settled in, and it was all their way from that point forward. Yeah, you got to start games better. you got to close halves better. you got to start second halves better, close games. Like, we, we've had an issue with that, whether it's the start of the game, the close of the half, start of the second half. We Once we settle in, we've been pretty good all year. It has been an issue for us for large parts of the year. So, you know, we, we got to learn. Some, some guys got to start to focus on things we're trying to make big points and emphasis so yeah i mean it was disappointing the, the good thing is we're still in first place in the league with eight games to go we're gonna play a lot better these last eight games than we did tonight coach broom and williams just a tough combo to stop yeah i mean broom just killed us both times we played him and williams had a great game tonight they, you know with our small lineup they went to the post on him you know we we didn't have a good answer for it. Even when we went with our bigger guys, he kind of had his way with us. So, you know, those two guys are, are, are good. Shoot. I thought Trey, Trey Donaldson started the game out pretty good. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't guard him very well at the beginning of the game. And, you know, we just, we got to do a better job on defense. We got to do a better job with a tough place. Got to turn around quick, too, because you're back on the road. Another tough environment. Yeah. I mean, LSU's a good team. If we don't play better than we did tonight, we'll be... On a two-game losing streak, and with and not in first place anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna have to bring it Saturday. We're gonna have to be uh, ready. We're gonna have to make a quick turnaround and be ready to go. Thanks for the time, Coach. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, Coach Nato. There is Chris Stewart, the voice of Alabama Crimson Tide a basketball team of sports, you should say. Uh, interviewed Nate Oates, and quite frankly, he was very honest, Christian. He was. Basically saying, hey, this is what it is. We got to be better defensively. We got to be better uh, in the low post area. Uh, you know, they turned the ball over. I think they had 15 turnovers in the ball game, I believe. Uh, but let's give Auburn some credit too. I mean, I know we're talking Alabama, but we must sit there and say, hey, Bruce Pearl has done a magnificent job with his basketball team. I mean, they they got some dudes. I mean, they're good in the front court. You hear her talking about Williams. They they got guard play, quick, can shoot. They can score the basketball, get up at the rim. Uh, and they're gonna, they're a very smart team. I mean, if you watch, they know basketball. I, I played in 
or a lot of years. Um, know it, and I know that Auburn has a very intelligent basketball team. You just know how they play. You can tell uh, they practice a lot of situational basketball. Uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of coaches don't have their kids do that a, a great deal. You can tell that Bruce Pearl and Auburn practice situational basketball a great deal. I mean, they're they, they're equipped. They're well aware. Um, this is a good basketball team. So there's no crazy disappointment in losing to Auburn on the road. I mean, you still split them, right? But when you hear how they're playing, though, as a whole, um, you know, having to go on a quick turnaround, I think LSU is the game they play next. Uh, LSU is a good basketball team. Going to be even tougher. It's tough to win on the road. We know that from maybe from football. Um, and the conference is extremely hard. Uh, they can't go to, to uh, Baton Rouge and play the way they played last night. Um, they got to play better. They got to be better. Uh, the front court has to be much better. They need to play better defense. They got to protect the ball better. There's a lot of different areas when you look at a Nate Oates coach basketball team, which is a good team. I'm not saying they're not a good team. Uh, I don't know if it's – you heard him say, Christian, we're still learning each other. Do you still think it's that? Because, you know, they portal guys, bringing new guys in. I think we got two or three guys maybe that was on the team or played against Auburn last year. Um, well, I was about to say, I mean, do you not remember yeah. in the off season? I mean, the whole roster was depleted. They lost all yeah. their coaches yeah. that, have, that have been with him long term. I mean, they lost a lot. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I think that's what he's kind of referring to. I mean, they are probably figuring it. Like, well, here's the thing, though. You know who they really could benefit from having right now? I know I talked about a post guy, um, but like Charles Bediaka, he left school early. He He would have benefited himself if he stayed in school and came back as well. That's exactly yeah. what I feel like they could benefit from right now. That's what they're missing. Uh, but no, I, look, I mean, he, he's right. I, I think they are still trying to figure everything out. A guy, Grant Nelson, I thought, who they probably thought would be able to come in and, you know, play a, a larger role in, in other key areas. I think he's kind of struggled. I mean, he's got the size in terms of, I think he's like 6'11". He's a big guy. But in terms of, you know, being physical right now and really being able to, to get it out of the mud down with some of those guys and, and the pain like that, he's just, he's not really that guy for them uh, mm-hmm. as of now. And and he fouled out early too in the game last night. Yeah, I mean, a guy like Nick Pringle came back um, from suspension. He was, you know, in the game. Uh, again, he's a six ten guy. I mean, he's a senior. He's got experience, but just wasn't too effective either. So I mean, they just got some stuff to figure out. I don't think, you know, it's, it's look again. You're playing your rival on the road. I mean, he talked about they got out physical. I mean, if you watched that game, I mean, you could just tell. Like, Auburn was playing with some vengeance. Look, they came to Tuscaloosa. You know, we gave them hell when they came here. And so that team and that, that atmosphere, the, the fans, I mean, they're ready for it. And so we just we, we, we dropped one. But, again, I, I wouldn't write this team off just yet because I've seen them play some really good basketball. I mean, I've been watching them <laughs> blow people out by double digits like it's nothing, right? But, again, when you just are so relying on those shots, man, you just got to make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're playing well in other areas too and you can't have that many turnovers. You can't struggle on defense, struggle with rebounds and that stuff and just expect to win all the time. But I think they'll get it cleaned up. We'll see. Uh, 99-81 lost to the... Tigers of Auburn. Guess what, though, guys? Good news. Y'all was looking for some good news. Some sunshine pumping. They're still in first place. Still tied for first place. That's right. In South Carolina. So, and if it came down to it, I mean, they, you know, South Carolina, they got right now, they got the, uh, they got the win, so they have the edge there. So, 
They're in good shape. They can, get, they can control their own destiny, right? They got to win. This is a must win, in my opinion, against LSU in the road. You got to win that game. You can't get behind the eight ball, so that's a must win. Uh, this I mean, weekend. LSU so, is not like a, the best basketball team. No, yeah, they're LSU, you heard them say, they're a good team. They're Kansas solid. The I mean, but they're not, they're not great. You think they're, you think they're really good basketball team? I call them great, but they don't have to be great. You could be good. And you can expose the weaknesses of Alabama, which we just alluded to. They have a lot of weaknesses, and this is a team in Alabama that you just don't say, you know, they're going to show up at your plays at the spot and, and, and ramshot you. That ain't who they are. I mean, I mean you, who, what Alabama are you going to get? I mean, that's that's the question. So that's what I'm saying. This is a must-win game for them if they want to try to keep in the race first place in the SEC. Final time out of the hour. We'll come back and wrap it up and get ready for Stephen M. Smith. We'll switch gears and talk about Bama football, about coaching. Uh, just uh, have some fun with that. So sit tight. Keep it between the lines. If you're driving, relax. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Mills Edge on Tide 100.9430 AM WTBC. We'll be back in a moment. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us tomorrow for a free-for-all flashback edition of the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. We'll look at the Super Bowl. Oh, hadn't talked much about that. We'll give our thoughts and predictions on who takes home the big trophy. We'll also talk about the Big Ten and the SEC Alliance. What does it mean for college football? We'll open up the phone lines to see what you have to say at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. We have those conversations and more right here on your home. When you see it. More importantly, when she sees it. Insureinosman.com. McFarland Boulevard between Edgar's and local routes. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 63. Increasingly cloudy tonight, the low at 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and mild. A chance of showers by late afternoon, the high 69. Saturday, occasional rain, possibly a thunderstorm, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Basketball as they go down to Auburn, 99 to 81. 85 is the exact number of free throws that was shot in that ball game. 85. I cannot remember any game, <laughs> NBA, college, high school, that I've seen 85 total free throws. That's absolutely ludicrous to me. Is that on the ref? Yeah, it's on the ref. And referees who I do not like, by the way. <laughs> they, they I mean it's Taylor Swift and then it's the, re- the referees. I mean, far dislike for me, right? But eighty-five is a lot of fouls. I mean, that is a lot of fouls. I mean, the game was physical. I mean, we talked about Grant; he, he fouled out, but I mean, it, 
sometimes they got to let the guys play. I mean, I, I do think that 85 free throws, in my opinion, is unacceptable. It really is. I mean, that's you calling everything. You know, if the player passes gas running down the court, passing gas on 12, <laughs> one and one. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. So, anyway, 205-342-9904, final segment of hour number one. Boy, that went by fast. We talked a lot about the basketball. I threw out the question. We did have a lot of comments, though, on the uh, YouTube extra about Patrick Mahomes. You're starting a, a franchise right now. Who would you take with both these quarterbacks in their prime? Would it be Tom Brady, who has won seven national uh, Super Bowls, not national, seven Super Bowls, or would it be the new GOAT, the new GOAT, that being uh, Patrick Mahomes, as he get ready to play Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Purdy? Uh, so that that's going to be uh, very interesting. A lot of people sleeping on Mr. Purdy, and but I do think the 49ers <coughs> excuse me, are favored in this uh, ball game. Um, we're going to get to Stephen M. Smith here in just a moment, so I don't want to start up a new topic, but I want to ask him about this. Christian, I'll let you have a word on this. Why do you think Saban's daughter is so active on X now? Because she wants you know, to be. She's been no, active on social media. That's not new. I think people like are just reporting. Or the little just like... Things that like you, Dude, think you she you're active on social media all the time. You always got an opinion. Why can't she have one? But she's not in the media. She's not. I mean, Dude, so social she's media is on the for whole anybody. Thing, which we, we're going to talk about this. I'll save this. Nick Saban, as we all know, is now going to be a part of college game day. I don't think that was breaking news when they, you know, mentioned that on yesterday. We kind of expected that to happen. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a part of football. Yeah, he's like coaching, but you do it from a TV standpoint. He's great at it. Uh, he always wants to be the best at whatever he does. But so I guess everybody took the whole David uh, Pollock situation and been replaying that. When he said Georgia's the new basic standard of college football, that Nick Saban beat Georgia in the SEC a championship. And now they're saying that Nick Saban has taken, and it's not really. People are saying that. He's not taking David Pollock's job. David Pollock got fired a year ago. Um, so um, somebody might have to go, though. You know, who's that going to be? Is it going to be Devin Howard? Is it going to be, you know, it ain't going to be Herb Street? Well, be well, I was about to say, Pat, Pat McAfee. Pat took David Pollock's job. If, if right. Be, that's that's going to keep kinda, Pat McAfee there? Oh, absolutely, dude. And I'll be honest, Pat's, Pat's good. He's entertaining. He's kind of getting a little repetitive for me because I hear him on everything, whether it's ESPN, his show, WWE. I mean, they got him doing everything. And good for him. He's killing it. Uh, but it is kind of getting, I mean, overwhelming. I feel like he calls everything. But that, that means he's doing something right. And I do love his, I love his show, love his content. But, um. He's honest. Yeah, no, he, he keeps it real. But um, here's my thing, though. I mean, look, she, you must not have known, but she's been active on social media. She's been like that. Uh, no, I just started following because I've seen her thing pop up. Yeah, and she's probably having fun with it. Now her dad's in retirement and, and, you know, there's a lot of people interested in kind of, you know, being up to date with, with things. Look, I mean, but that's, that's the day and age we live in. I mean, people love being on social media, some more than others. Um, I don't post a bunch on social media. I mean, I do it for, um, you know, business and things like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's just, you know, her just enjoying it. And I think the fans actually get a kick out of it. Cause she, look, you gotta remember, like, she's not, you know, you think of Coach Saban. I mean, Coach Saban's like, 
you know, very almost militant, right? So disciplined. You know, he doesn't have any technology. I mean, Kristen's a little bit different, right? Like she's she she's very outspoken. She enjoys herself. I mean, I don't know if you ever heard, but the story about her in college, right? I think she got into it with another girl, right? So she, if you're not really familiar with her, she's not necessarily like you know. So exactly. you said Nick got some wild child. I wouldn't say that, but I'm saying she she. I thought his son was pretty like out there too, like that. I, I don't think I see or hear his son in the media at all. Uh, that's why I think well, he might be mixing them up. His son, I think his son just kind of keeps to himself. I don't really hear much. She's kind of more like in the spotlight and stuff. But anyway, it's not new. You know, she's, she's, uh, she's funny. She's really, she's really nice. I mean, I, I've met her a couple of times, but, um, yeah, that's uh, social media, man. And you can, like well, I said, you can have plenty of your opinion. I mean, you, look, you, she just said, how does it feel, baby? <laughs> well, she couldn't think about it. Then, like I said, she just probably was being funny, but she probably, took it a certain way when he kind of was up there which we talked about i believe when that happened it was kind of disrespectful i know he probably didn't mean for it to be like that but it's kind of like well damn dude like he's just sitting I mean, up there I mean, I, I, look he's biased we know i mean he's a georgia guy i mean i wouldn't say he was try- intentionally trying to you know be disrespectful but it kind of came off kind of weird and she but probably just having her dad's back lying, though huh i mean and still I mean, if you look at what Kirby Smart has done the last two, three years, I mean, last year they lost one game, and that was Alabama. And they should have been a, a college football playoff team and probably would have won it. They probably were the best team in the country. You talking about Georgia? Yeah. No, look, look, I mean, look. They, yeah, no, I mean, I, that's what I was saying. You can somebody... argue that. And then they won back-to-back national championships, didn't follow the back-to-back national championships with an undefeated regular season and then lose it to Alabama in the SEC championship. I mean, listen, you can say what you want to, They've been the standard of college football the last three years, four years. So what David Pollard said was not wrong. I'm just saying I'm a roll tie roll guy, but listen, you can't you can't slap and throw away what Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs has done. All right, quick time out, top of the hour break. Stephen M. Smith in his own words, Bama Standard Touchdown Alabama magazine. We'll ask him and we'll get into all things Alabama and talk much football. On the flip side of this break. Sit tight, relax, we'll be back in a moment. This is The Edge on the Tide. 100.9, AM, WTVC. We'll be back. Elite Recruiting, Tuscaloosa Tractor, and Houghton's Deer Processing. When you're shot at thousands of dollars in cash and prizes with the Big Old Buck Hunting Contest. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wire. Huge day in the NBA is the trading deadline coming up at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Shams and Woj all over it with several updates over the last couple hours. We've got many trades happening. The Athletic, Shams saying the Hornets trading P.J. Washington to the Mavericks for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Woj with some bombs uh, this morning saying that the Raptors trading Dennis Schroeder to the Nets in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie. Thad Young also going to Brooklyn. The Knicks acquiring Alec Burks as well as Bojan Bogdanovic from the Pistons in exchange for Quinton Grimes, two second round picks, and several other players. The 76ers are acquiring Buddy Heald from the... Babel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Today stands for mind blowing because some of the things that he says is mind blowing because he's so accurate with his thoughts and opinions of Alabama sports, especially Alabama football. He breaks it down like nobody else, and we are so privileged and thrilled to have him on our show each and every Thursday. Stephen, mind blowing Smith, sir. Good Thursday to you. Hope you're doing well. Doing great, fellas. Doing great. Even I myself was not thinking that one. (laughs) Even I myself was not thinking that one. I got to keep you on your toes. So, you know, I'm a believer uh, in forward thinking, right? So I'm always thinking ahead. You know, they used to say back in the day in my old little town that while the man is sleeping, you up up thinking about ways to be in front of him. You know what I mean? You get that person, get relaxed, and then you always thinking a way to, to be winning. So I'm always staying one step ahead of you, my brother. But we're glad to have you. Let me ask you this right off the get up about uh, Coach Saban's daughter, Christian, told me one thing, but are you shocked that she's uh, very active or have been very active on social media? Like she responds to everything as it pertains to Coach Saban, even ridiculing uh, David Pollock about uh, Coach Saban taking his spot on ESPN. Not really, but that's what they are drawing it up to be. Not surprised at all. I mean, Christian's always been very supportive of her dad. She's always been supportive of Coach Saban in any aspect of his coaching career, so it doesn't shock me. I remember back in the 2020 season where you had the COVID pandemic and we were all trying to figure out were we going to have college football that season, which we did. It was a conference-only schedule. And I remember the week of the Georgia game where Coach Saban had took a COVID test outside of the facility, and that COVID test was positive. So Coach Saban had to be sent home and then, uh, you know, Kristen was like, hold on, guys, hold on. My dad's not positive. He doesn't have COVID. And she started sharing different hearts on social media. And she would give the fans a heart a day. And we we're all trying to decode, okay, Christian, what, Kristen, what does this mean? And so when she sent the third heart the day before the Georgia game, that meant, okay, Coach Saban actually doesn't have COVID. And he ended up coaching, you know, that game. So, Kristen's always been very much so supportive of her dad, and uh, this does not surprise me. Yeah, that's what I was trying to explain to him, Stephen. I was like, he must just kind of be new to the party, but it's nothing, nothing new. She's always been outspoken and always been very I ain't supportive. I do to the party. I just don't follow the coach's daughter. I'm not like everybody. I don't follow her like that either. But what she I'm, just popped up on my on my timeline now by her comments. But what so. I'm saying is if you're just now seeing that, then you're new to the party. Like like Stephen was saying, I mean, she's always been very supportive and out, outspoken, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of how she is. But, uh, Stephen, we're, we're, you know, we had signing day this, this uh, I guess, yesterday. This past Wednesday. You know, only three guys signed because everybody else um, was was already you know enrolled early enrollees. Uh, I think Coach DeBoer ended up you know retaining about like ninety two percent of of this past signing class, which is good for now. Uh, but we all know that uh, realistically the portal does open back up after the spring. 
Um, that was one thing I don't know if many people were talking about because while we did retain a lot of these guys, it really makes sense for them to stay around at least for spring because number one, they might as well see how things go, see how, see how they enjoy it. But also, um, if they were to leave, a lot of schools had already started the new semester. They probably would have to sit out. How do you think it will go post spring? Do you think we'll still, uh, you know, sustain or retain majority of that 92% of this recent signing class after the spring when the portal opens back up? Or do you think there's some concern that some guys might want to venture out elsewhere? There's always going to be some concern of guys going elsewhere, but I think, I think Alabama can retain a quite a bit, quite a bit of these guys. I think they have a shot to retain that 92% just due to, you're going to be looking at a lot of these guys are going to get a chance to play at various positions. First and foremost, the secondary. This is going to be a very young secondary. So a lot of those guys in the back end, whether it's Drake Kirkpatrick Jr., Xavier Brown, uh, Zay Mincy, you know, a lot of those kids, they're going to get a chance to get out there and compete in that secondary and show that they can get a starting spot there. If you look at guys offensively, Caleb Oldham at tight end, he's going to have a real shot there at that position. You know, guys on the, uh, guys on the defensive front, are going to have a shot there. Jeremiah Beam is going to have a chance to get in there and compete. So, of course, you're going to always have the fear of somebody's going to feel like, I don't fit here. I don't know where I, uh, where I, where my skill set lies in relation to the roster, in relation to the depth chart, in relation to the new coaches in here, Coach DeBoer and his staff. But at the same time, I feel like the 92% in here that DeBoer was able to hold on to They've got a real shot to keep those guys primarily on the defensive side of the ball where there's going to be so much competition. Stephen Smith, you know, one of my major concerns, again, I'll say every day from the top of, of the mountains that the concern is the defense, uh, you know, especially defensive end, the edge rushers, uh, you know, the secondary, which, you know, if you look at the projected spring uh, depth chart, it looks uh, pretty uh, empty. Um but the good news yesterday, offensively, uh, Ryan Grubb said at talking to the Red Elephants uh, at, at, at a deal that he is their office coordinator with all the speculation with him going to the National Football League. Uh, yesterday he says he is Alabama offensive coordinator. What does that mean uh, going forward for this football team? Well, that means first and foremost it puts to rest the rumors and speculation of him going to the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks. So that puts that speculation to bed right there, which is huge. And what does it mean going forward is now we're going to get a chance to see this quarterback room with one of the, if not the brightest offensive mind in college football and Ryan Grubb. What can he do with this quarterback room, a headline by Jalen Milrow coming back? What can he do with this offense? This guy has tons upon tons of pieces he can work with, and not just the quarterbacks. You've got Justice Haynes, Jim Miller, Richard Young back at running back. What are you going to do with those guys? How are you going to utilize those pieces? Where the receiver room is concerned, you've got Colby Prentice. You've got Emmanuel Henderson. You've got uh, Kendrick Law. You've got Cole Adams. You've got Ryan Williams in here now. You've got Amari Jefferson. You've got Rico Scott. you got dudes. How are we going to utilize these dudes to keep defensive coordinators guessing to keep defenses guessing on what in the world is this guy going to pull next? At the tight end position, you got a king up Oldham in here. You've got guys. You've got guys across the board that, that you didn't have when you were at Washington. So at Alabama for Ryan Grubb, 
uh, affirming that you're not leaving to go elsewhere. You're staying at the University of Alabama. You got a litany of toys at your disposal. How are you going to put these young men in positions where you're going to have them scoring, you know, 40-plus points a game? You're going to have them with this exciting but balanced offensive attack. Continuing on with the, the coaching staff, Stephen, I remember we talked about, you know, filling the, the last uh, holes on the coaching staff. It looks like they've uh, they've tabbed William Inge. I think that's how you pronounce it. From a former Washington assistant, I think he was assistant head coach um, in a number of different roles there. But he's also been with Coach DeBoer while he was at Indiana. I think he was a special teams coach. But then they also brought in a guy, Jay Nunez, I believe, Oklahoma special teams analyst. Um, so that would put them at eleven on-field coaches. So that's not going to work. You can only have ten. Is there any word or do you have any idea on how they plan on splitting that? Because, you know, obviously they needed a special teams coordinator. Both the guys I mentioned have special teams experience. Um, do you see Jay Nunez staying in an off-field role like he had at Oklahoma? Um, or any thoughts on that? Or have you heard anything regarding how they're going to, you know, go about that special teams coordinator spot? No thoughts as of right now, but I could see Nunez in an off-field role. And then had, cause it, cause in the, in the four, two, five defense that Kane Womack's bringing in here, your outside linebacker now becomes another defensive end, right? Cause you're having four down linemen. So with that being said, I could see Nunez in the off-field role or an off-field analyst role. And maybe they take, uh, Inge and make him the special team coach. Because he does have some experience there, or a lot of experience there at that position. It's going to be interesting. That 4-2-5 defense as opposed to the 3-4 where you have a specific outside linebacker's coach. Now you don't necessarily have to have that in the 4-2-5. So you can take Inge and maybe make him the special teams coach, have Nunez work in an off-field role. No word has been said yet about how King and DeBoer is going to go about deciphering all of this stuff down but that would just be my guess and opinion is to have Nunez off the field and maybe take Coach William Inge and make him a special teams coach. Stephen Smith, uh, the Bama Standard, in his own word, uh, Touchdown Mag- uh, Alabama Magazine, joined us here on the program. You know, there's been words tossed around. You know, there's always words tossed around by people uh, as pertaining to players and athletes and even now coaches. I mean, the, the word is the big E word, and that word is elite. I've been hearing that Kalen DeBoer has an elite staff. Here's my pushback. If I had told you, Stephen M. Smith, that Alabama would be replacing Nick Saban with three of the guys that were coordinators at the University of Indiana, that they would be on the staff at Alabama, and some other two head coaches from smaller schools that left their posts to become coordinators, that this has been part of your staff, would you have said that this staff is elite? I have a hard time saying that this is an elite staff. I think the the offensive staff is consistent and we've seen the evidence. But defensively, I'm not sold at all about the staff. Um, And I got a lot of question marks. What say you? I say the I say the offensive staff is proven. Grubb is proven. Jamarcus Shepard is proven. Of course, we know what Robert Gillespie does since he's been here in Alabama. The offensive staff is proven. The defensive staff, I have a question mark by. 
They're good. They're decent. But I, I don't. I, I don't throw the elite tag out there yet because I got to see what does this group do on the field in terms of the development, in terms of the coaching, the teaching, and most importantly, when it comes down to Saturdays, do does this staff get the most out of these guys defensively to where Alabama is uh, a uh, fear defense? Like I mentioned, uh, Kevin Steele for what he did in his one season. He got the engine revved back to uh, getting to uh, the roadway of trying to get Alabama back to what we saw in the 2011, in the 2012, in the 2015, 2016. You know, Kevin still got that engine revved back to get back there, but you still have to get back there fully. And I look at this staff right here, I'm not willing to throw the elite tag out there right now. That defensive staff is under a question mark to me. They got to show me. Speaking of the defensive side of things, Stephen, you know, we talk about, you know, the, the youth in the secondary, you know, the names that could pop up there. Obviously, you got your two middle linebackers, uh, Jihad Campbell, Deontay Lawson. Uh, expect them to, to, to play well in this scheme. Don't think there should be any issues there. But when you look at this defensive line, um, and, and obviously you're returning a bunch of guys, Tim Keenan, Tim Smith, guys with, you know, some valuable experience, guys that have played a lot of football. Um, how do you see them in this new scheme? And I know it's a four-two-five, but you know, the, from what I've seen, you know, it, you know, this got a lot of movement. They're going to be asked to probably play things from a different technique standpoint. Is there anybody that you could see? I mean, I know you know we mentioned Tim Smith, Tim Keenan, and, and everybody that's already played. But is there any younger guys, maybe like a James Smith, that you might say, hey, you know, watching this tape in high school, you know, he's got a good motor, he moves well. This is a guy that might excel in a scheme that. You know, this scheme might fit him better, and we could see him step up. Or is there any other guys that you could see on that defensive line that might step up that might not be one of the guys that we heard a lot last year? I look at, I look at, I look at James Smith, Christian. I also look at Damon Payne. Mm. This sets up really nice for him. This is a guy that came out of high school in Michigan as a five-star, and he's got a motor, and he's twitchy, mm. and he can command a double team as well. He can also take up some space also. So Damon Payne fits here. Another name that fits here, because I think he's an edge bender who's had to wait his time, Big Q Robinson. Yeah. This could be a very nice fit for him. He's waited behind a Will Anderson. He's waited behind a Dallas Turner. He's waited behind a Chris Braswell. This past season, when Q Robinson got out there, he was able to do some things, and I think this system right here sets up well for him. If he can convert speed to power, get the offensive lineman's hands off of him, and converge on that cornerback in this scheme, Q Robinson can eat as well. Yeah, I, I mean, you think that would be a guy that's prime for transferring, right? <laughs> when you get to them, uh, name all the people he sat behind. Like he's never going to get on the field, but he did finally get into that rotation uh, last year, and, and at times played some pretty good football. So this is an opportunity to be that guy that can say, hey, I just need one year to get them ball out and get a chance at the National Football League. Stephen Smith, and Emmett for mind-blowing guy. He's mind-blowing with his assessment, with his news, with his breakdown. Now, I mentioned Ryan Grubb uh, telling the Red Elephant group that he is their offensive coordinator. Now, maybe that's a lot calculated because I got a message from our, the GOAT. The GOAT said, Tia, that statement didn't put anything to rest. Do people read? I can say I'm Alabama janitor today and get offered a job to be a desk manager tomorrow. He didn't affirm nothing that wasn't already known. Uh, so basically she said, I'm reading into the, she ain't believing the hype. 
So basically saying there's still a lot of smoke concerning Ryan Grubb and, and Seattle. They haven't hired an OC yet, which his name and what he did makes plenty of sense. Is there a chance he still leaves? There's there's always there's always the fear of that, but at the same time, Seattle is looking at multiple names, not just him. So if, if he's not budging to Seattle, we all know the NFL. If they'll throw you the bait out there, if you feel like you ain't gonna really take the bait, fine, they move on to somebody else. So he's one of multiple names that's been thrown out there that the Seattle Seahawks can look at. And, and, I, and I look at this. Ryan Grubb and uh, Kang and DeBoer came close to winning a national championship with the least talented team in the playoff, that being Washington. Kang and DeBoer goes to Alabama to be, be the success of Coach Saban. Here comes Ryan Grubb. It's got to be in Ryan Grubb's mind to think, okay, me and my boy, we almost won it all with the least talented team. We now are in the Southeastern Conference where the talent runs wild, and not just the Southeastern Conference. No, we're in Alabama. If we can almost win it all with the least talented, you give us all these four and five stars, we can really make something shake here. Why would I leave that? That's that's true. Let me ask this, just hypothetically speaking. I mean, say Ryan Grubb, you know, ends up taking a job. I, I think he's he's going to be the coordinator here. I, I'm not too worried about that much. Even if he were to leave, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't really uh, get too concerned over guys because I've just been used to it as a player here. I've had new coaches in and out every single year, so it's nothing new to me. But say he were to leave, is there any names that you think could pop up or – is there anybody that you think Coach DeBoer would have in mind to replace a guy like Ryan Grubb? I mean, uh, if that if that were to happen, then uh, you would have to look at him maybe even doing uh, a, 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 a co-OC thing where he could bring in somebody else but also bump up a Jamarcus Shepard, wide receivers coach, and have him be the wide receivers coach and co-OC yeah. or the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator that's been done before in Alabama. When you go back to there was a co there was a, a passing game coordinator thing with uh, Josh Gaddis and Michael Knoxley. And we saw that worked out pretty well there. So uh, I could see that happening. If Grunt were to go, DeBoer would bring in a new name, but he would have it kind of in a co-OC deal with Jamarcus Shepard. Final question for you. Yesterday was signing day. It was kind of ho-hum. I mean, the three guys, they got, I mean, the guy, uh, you know, that was committed to Washington. He's here now. Uh, kid from Birmingham, linebacker on the size. Um, nothing there on, on signing day yesterday, really. Brian uh, Williams. <laughs> well, I mean, he was already, you know, uh, I mean, I get that. But my point is, you know, the other thing is people saying that he, that they have done an outstanding job of recruiting uh, since they have been here. Again, uh, maybe very strong choice of words by people. I'm still not – I still need to see a lot more. I'm going to give him to through the spring and, and, and transfer portal for me. I can't say that they're out here killing it in recruiting. I, I, I will say this. The staff under Coach DeBoer – did well in retaining the mass majority of the final Nick Saban recruiting class, which is 2024. They did a good job of that. What now we want to see is, okay, 2025 on down is now you. 
Now you got to sell them on you. Who are you, Kanan DeBoer? Who are you, Ryan Grubb? Who are you, Jamarcus Shepard, and the remainder of this staff? So now it's 2025 is Coach DeBoer now. What does he do with this 2025 class? What does he do when the transfer portal opens back up April 15th, two days after the spring game? That becomes Coach DeBoer's recruiting. 2024 was Nick Saban, and you were able to retain much of what Nick Saban brought in from the transfer portal reopening back up on April 15th to the 2025 recruiting class on down. Now Bama Nation looks at how good are you for real in getting guys, not just in the state, but guys around the landscape of recruiting to buy into you. So we're going to have to wait until the transfer portal reopens back up and then the 2025 class on down. Yeah, I, I agree with waiting until the transfer portal opens back up just because realistically, like I said, I mean, I know the guys were on campus here and the, and the portal opened up when Coach Saban left, but that's just a pain, man, to, to enter and leave after you just got somewhere. You might as well feel it out because that, that's that's the only thing I'd want to, uh, to me, to feel good about him retaining most of his class. I want to see post-spring uh, where they still stand because once it opens back up, there might be some guys from this class and that 92% could very well drop. I don't think it will. But something to keep an eye on. But but you're right. Though. I think 2025 uh, would definitely be a lot more telling in terms of the class. But um, realistically, man, I mean, just hearing Ryan Williams talk about Coach DeBoer, he's very impressed, and he uh, said a lot of great things about him. Really excited to play for him. So I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to do good in recruiting. Now, will they be able to co- uh, recruit to Coach Saban's level? It's probably it's going to take time, right? I mean, I, I don't think hardly anybody. It's very rare for people to be able to do that. But with resources like NIL and, you know, keeping guys like Freddie Roach, Robert Gillespie still having Kerrigan and, and Ashley uh, Kimball, those people, and part of the recruiting staff, I think it will help them out tremendously. And I think they'll eventually start picking things up. So I'm, I'm not too concerned just yet, but also, you know, think it's too early for people to, to to give a little too much credit if that makes sense. But I'm with you. I think 2025 will be interesting, though, see what they can pull up. Because there's a lot of good talent in the state for 2025, and I think that's going to be crucial is uh, being able to get the guys in-state first and foremost. you got to win the in-state battle. So that's going to be the first challenge because there's a lot of lot of good talent in the state of Alabama, and you know that. Christian, my main thing is always, as long as Alabama can keep its hands on Amy Bragg, Miss Amy Bragg, Which keep that I don't, woman in here. I don't think they long- did, Stephen. They, they, they didn't keep Miss Amy? No, man. Unfortunately, no. No, unfortunately, I don't think they did. That's... I was I was heard about that. Uh, that one I didn't really understand because I mean, if if she was a nutritionist and and you know performance director of nutrition for you know uh, how many years? I mean, I don't, I can't remember when she got here, but it was just a handful of national championships. I don't know personally why I would look to replace that. And again, I don't know if, if it was you know his doing or others, but I think that that, that he kind of. I don't know. Uh, to me, I think that's that was a key piece. I th- I, to me, I put her up there close to Jeff Allen in terms of, you know, significance of this program. But, you know, I guess they have a plan and we'll see what that is. But, yeah, to my understanding, I don't, I don't think she was retained, unfortunately. That, and, the, the, and, and that's how you start building the monsters and putting them on the right diet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look, she held me, man. I got here. I was 195 pounds or 200 pounds, whatever it was. Left here at like 247. I mean, and the way she still treats me to this day and any former player, I mean, she, she's phenomenal. You know, she, you know, I respect her. You know, she overcame 
uh, her battle with cancer, you know, and still was grinding to help all the athletes out. So uh, I definitely, you know, I'm grateful for my time with her and all she's done for me and all the other athletes. And I, I wish her nothing but the best uh, to whatever future endeavor she has. But no, she she's best in the game, man. I, I, to me, you sure they found her? I did not say the word. I did not say the f word. I just said I do not think she was. I don't. I, she, I, don't I don't believe she's on staff. No, oh, let me let me use a nice word, Stephen. You sure they retained her? I, I don't. To my understanding, again, I, I don't think she's on staff, unfortunately. Which again, mm-hmm. may, may, maybe that maybe it was partly her decision. I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. But that 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 Christmas Corey, I'm not trying to cry on the show now because I love myself <laughs> the baby. I'm not trying to say it. Well, she gave you some free smoothies or something. She gave you some free peanut butter and jelly man, sandwiches. Man, she's she, she's the best in the business, man. So I mean. She, somebody's gonna get a grave if she continues to do this. I mean, she probably, she probably could do it on a private level. She could probably work for, you know, all the, the athletes. We gotta figure out what happened to Miss Amy because Stephen M. Smith gonna be crying. I mean, I don't need to do crying up in here and then his glasses gonna fall all up and I know he ain't got no hey, glasses. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> look, 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 Corey, you're too late. They've already fogged up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That one's tough, man. I, I, I still am trying to, you know, figure that one out. But Well, if he can hire good. somebody to replace Miss Amy from Indiana or from Fresno State or from his NIAI school, I'm going. I'm going to the boycott. No, I, if I if I had to guess, it'd I'm probably be somebody from Washington. But it's who knows? Man. They don't have the same. Come on, man. All right, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna leave it alone because I don't want Stephen to cry. I mean, he he got so much work to do today. Stephen, thank you so much, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll find out for sure about Miss Amy, and maybe she can give you a final, last departing meal. You know, look, man. Hey, just 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 just, just, ha- just have him give me that chicken palm one good time. That chicken palm one good time, and I'll be all right with that. Dang, now you got me. I just had an influx of memories of uh, pregame meals, with a half baked cookie, all that. Oh man, chocolate mess. Come Ooh. on, man. Go over there and talk to Ken and the boss, Stephen. Go go over there and ask for a meeting. Go, go hey, you, 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 you know what? I'm about to send this email right now. <laughs> send it right I'm now and tell them we, we ain't having this foolish now. We done put up with some stuff, but this got us the buck stop with Miss Amy right here. All right, man, tell the people how they can get your good stuff, Stephen. Absolutely. They can get it right there at touchdownalabama.com. That's touchdownalabama.com. We are uh, giving you all of your coverage here on Alabama football, whether it's recruiting, whether it's uh, the current guys in the roster on the field, whether it's the guys playing in the NFL. We got the Super Bowl coming up Sunday. You got two former Bama players in that. When you look at the 49ers, you got Cameron Lotto. When you look at the Chiefs, you got Isaiah Bugs. So one of these two that played on the Coach Saban will get them a Super Bowl ring at the end of this week. So uh, but you can keep it locked right here. Touchdownalabama.com. We got you covered. Yeah, yeah, Stephen. Mind-blowing. Smith, my man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you guys, man. Enjoy your Thursday. Yes, you sir. You too, there he goes. He said Isaiah Bugs. Oh, my God. If Kansas City won the Super Bowl now and Isaiah Bugs get a ring, you know, that smoke shop going to be like four stores. <laughs> Bugs <laughs> is proud of the rings, Bugs is proud of the championship rings he won here, man. He He's not afraid to yeah, show them off. So he gets proud. himself a Super Bowl ring, boy. Can't tell Bugs. No, that's my guy, man. Glad right. to get him on the show. We got to get out of here for a minute. Quick time out. We'll be back in a moment. Isaiah Bugs and Vape and Super Bowl champs.
That's right. Be back in a moment. <laughs> Kings Hookah Lounge. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Friday, it's the TGIF edition of the show, beginning at 9 a.m. Adam Amin from Fox Sports checks in with us. Also, the Auburn Report with Brett Pritchard. We'll talk Bama basketball, softball, and more. The Gary Harris by Tidwell Chiropractic, the only third-generation chiropractor with over 26 years' experience in Tuscaloosa. Call Tidwell Chiropractic at 752-2503. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon, the high today 63 Increasingly cloudy tonight, the low at 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and mild. A chance of showers by late afternoon, the high 69. Saturday, occasional rain, possibly a thunderstorm, the high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. The All we need, a little beer and sunshine. Sun's not out today uh, here in Columbia, South Carolina. I don't know down in Tuscaloosa. I know y'all been getting a lot of rain. Uh, but uh, a little BNS, beer and sunshine. 205-342-9904. Don't forget the free download type 100.9. That app. A lot of stuff out there today. I mean, we've been all over the place. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, as we get ready for the 50, is it 8 or 7? Super Bowl 57 or 8, I can't remember. Um, Super Bowl, the Chiefs, kind of shocking that they're there. Many people didn't think Patrick Mahomes could get there. But he is there. Travis Kelsey had a phenomenal game against Baltimore, and uh, they got it done on the road. Uh, Lamar Jackson probably going to be the MVP uh, of the, the, the uh, NFL this year, but they missed again an opportunity to play for a Super Bowl. So now you got Patrick Mahomes representing the American Football Conference, the AFC. And in the NFC, we got the San Francisco 49ers. They were there a couple of years ago with a lead against the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, it should be a good game. I'm just not over-the-top excited, thrilled. I will watch it. I will do my due diligence. And um, But, yeah, I think uh, it's going to uh, be a decent football game. Uh, we'll pick in just a moment. You're right, we did miss a... Uh, okay, we did. Okay, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and do this real quick because I went very long with Stephen M. Smith. Uh, just a quick timeout. Come back. We'll go the rest of the way with the show because I missed a break. So let's let's uh, get things uh, back on par for the course, and uh, we'll come back and finish up the show here on a Thursday. Talk more about the Super Bowl. More uh, with uh, Nate Oates. If you want to talk more about the basketball team, are they in trouble as they get ready to travel to LSU? We'll finish up with some of that. And also, if you want to pay more, that's your business. If you want to save, that's our business. Tuscaloosa Hyundai, corner of Skyland and Hargrove, TuscaloosaHyundai.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
Jack Hansen, Miller's Edge, right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. I forgot to mute the stream, so hopefully we don't get copyrighted. We'll just cut that part out. It's all good because, again, we are streaming live on YouTube at the Miller's Edge. Go check us out there. If you're not listening on the Tide 100.9 app or FM, you can always follow us on all social media platforms at the Miller's Edge as well. Let's head to the phone lines. Hadn't done that in a minute. We got Pat from Tuscaloosa on hold. Pat, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you this afternoon? Pat, do we have you? We'll try to get Pat here in a second. I think Noah's checking in on that. But um, Pat might have lost. Pat, if you want to circle back, call us back, 205-342-9904. That is the number. Um, I guess real quick, though, a quick update. Um, is it Allie Vandenberg? She's got the same last name as my best friend, Zach, from back home. But I guess she's the director of football performance nutrition. So I'm guessing she's replacing Amy Bragg here. Oh, no. Oh, no. Un- 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 unless they just moved Amy from football. But I, I don't think. I, I don't think Amy Call here. your people. Hit your people. I obviously don't have as much pull as, as one might think. I mean, again, I mean, unfortunately, we talk about all the support for guys, which the athletic program, <laughs> they support us like no other. Uh, and I'm very appreciative, but let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, unfortunately, I'm a former player here, and we don't even have any sponsors from any, you know, people affiliated with other stuff other than Andrew Sports Medicine. Got to give a big shout-out to them. Take, they took great took great care of me in college. They're a sponsor of our show. We definitely appreciate that. And then Brian, our chiropractor, you know, sponsored uh, our show this last football season. So, well, other than that, I'm I mean, a good person. <laughs> no, it's not I mean, good. It's a sports talk show. You calling people out. No, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm just saying, I'm about, you, you said something about going and talking. So I'm saying maybe we don't, I don't have as much pull as you would think. I, I just, I'm just saying, I mean, it is kind of unfortunate. You, you'd think that we'd have a little more support for our show from that standpoint, but. We don't, unfortunately. So that is one area I think we can probably do a little Alabama got fans everywhere. You might not have about 12 people Tuscaloosa that real Alabama. Brother, have you not seen Uh, our boosters? I'm just saying. You tell me we don't have one one booster that that is interested in sponsoring our show? That's crazy to me. I mean, I like the show because I'm critical. All right, let's go to the Tide 100.9 F message. And uh, Mr. North, how are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. How are you guys? I mean, I'm, we're doing good. I, was, you know, I was telling Christian people, you know, Alabama may not like because I'm critical, right? They just, they I don't think it's that because it even, but even, but no, even before no. you started giving your more critical takes. No, no. I mean, look, I mean, look, you like being honest. I'm just being honest. It's not throwing shade. It's just a fact. We we don't have any people that advertise or sponsor that are you know affiliated with that. I'm just saying. I to me, I think that's kind of it's kind of unfortunate because I mean, you talk about people wanting guys to stay and you know go through that process and you're talking about a guy who's a epitome of that so i just i just feel like sometimes we 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 look past some of the you know the the things like that you know what i mean like i think that's just something that that's fair to talk about no it's throwing shade it's just Mm -hmm. like and that look that's why i always talk about like if i was an older guy in the locker room i would be kind of disappointed how things work too i wouldn't blame guys that go in the portal now because I mean, we like look. You said it. Like, they people don't. You're about only as good as what you're worth at the moment, right? And like a kid come out of high school, everybody wants a new thing. Those guys are going to get 
all the love, all the money, but then you got guys that have been in the program. You know, what's it, what Steven just mentioned, Damon Payne, he's a redshirt junior. He's been here four years. I mean, I highly doubt he's, you know, making a whole bunch of money in I.O., but guys that haven't played a snap yet, they get that. So, I mean, that's just the world we live in. Anyway, no, uh, was, it's not, but it was Paxton. Was it Noah Bridgewater? What is it? Uh, Noah Chambers now. Chambers, there it is. I called him Chambers. All right. We got yeah. an app message from so, KJ. So we got an app message from KJ. Moving back to the earlier <laughs> conversation about uh, David Pollock and the statement he made, uh, sort of saying that, like, Georgia had taken over SEC football or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, KJ says, what? David Pollock made that statement at halftime of the TCU championship. The next shot Saban had at uh, his team, he beat them in the SEC championship. Saban doesn't have anything to do with the UGA sed- schedule. He stood on business when he had his chance against Georgia. He did stand on business for sure. But I will, I, no, he did stand on business. But I, I will say, I mean, I wouldn't, I definitely not calling him the king of college football as a whole. Cause I'm just saying, I mean, like you talk about our run. I mean, our run is, is, I mean, that's like not no be other. Duplicated. That, 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 that's not that's be all duplicated. I'm saying. But, but to be no. fair though, I'm not going to discredit, uh, what Georgia has done th- these last several years, right? Winning a national championship is hard. Right. It's extremely hard. Winning two in a row is even harder. Right. And and the fact that they've been able to sustain that for several years now, that that is nothing short of impressive. However, they still aren't on the level as, as you know, Coach Saban, Alabama. I mean, doing that. No, no, we're not putting them on that level. No, 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 I, no, no, I know. I know. They won back to back national championship. They went 12 and 0 regular season. Uh, then, yeah, Nick stood on business and they got the, the dub down there. Much love, much respect to the GOAT. He did his thing. But at the same time, you know, Alabama has not won a national championship. Now, this year will be, what, the fourth year? And that never has happened at Alabama. Right? It was like every other year, Coach Saban will be winning the national championship. Every recruiting class has won a, you know, what was that, that the stat? Every recruiting class has won at least one national championship. Well, they're on a pace now that, okay, guys that came in, let's see, 21, right? 21 is going to have an opportunity to not get a national championship ring at Alabama. That's, that will be disheartening. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it here. So, yeah, Georgia has won. So let's just go back to, we'll say, 2009, Alabama won. Then Auburn, then Alabama, Alabama, Florida State, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Alabama. So then Georgia 21, Georgia 22. But, yeah, I mean, they still got a ways to go. But they definitely are doing some good stuff. We'll see if we'll see if they can sustain it, though, because, I mean, they've lost. And we talk about the guys that we lost in the portal. They've lost a fair share of their players in the portal. And, and Kirby they keeps talking. In the portal. They lost a ton. And I don't think it's being uh, spoken about enough. I mean, I'm curious to see if they're – I know they're going to have a good football team, but are they going to be as good as they've, they've been? Because Kirby keeps talking about it. You know, one of the biggest things that they're fighting is, is guys being compla- complacent. Complacency, it, it starts creeping up on you, man, especially when you have success like that. I mean, I, I witnessed it here. You know, what happens is when your program is known just for being so good and just showing up and, and you know, being dominant, right, when you start recruiting guys, into this program, it's imperative that you get them to buy into what originally got you to that point. Because what happened here at Alabama was that we started becoming victim of we're recruiting all these talented players, these five stars, players from all over, and they just kind of come in with the mindset that 
hey, I'm just going to show up and we're going to win. That's not how it works. You still have to to continue to, um, you know, you know, use the same recipe that got you that success. You can't just show up and everything just happens. And so that's that's something that Kirby and those guys are fighting right now. And so we'll see. But I, I think they definitely took a huge hit with the portal. Um, and they, they probably will continue to. That's just the world that we live in. So uh, yeah, we'll I was see. checking in with Noah to see. I got off schedule here, but I think we do. Yeah, we got yeah, a break right break. now. Yep. So we got to hit this break. We'll come back up. We'll wrap up the show. Maybe call some boosters if they like Christian. And I uh, want to do some <laughs> What? I mean, what's wrong? Look, so you can be honest, but I can't. Well, listen, here's my mind. Is that bad for me to say? Is that bad for me no. to say? I'm just saying, no, like, that's, that's no, no. fair. I mean, I try to tell you. See, your old man tried to give you some wisdom. <laughs> I try to tell you when they was griping and complaining about players leaving and this and that, these folks ain't caring nothing about your advertisement, bro. Listen, they ain't going <laughs> on the radio, but they ain't paying your bills for you. See, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's like I tell I said it here many years ago. That's great. Y'all complain, you can gripe about guys leaving. And it's not everybody, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you, boo. Mm. And if you want to get caught up in this whole system of thinking these people are played here, man, they can care less about that. Listen, these are the same folks that will tell you they want to recruit in. Oh, they commit. And then the same folks that call them everything but a child of God when they decommit. They ain't that good. They don't want to. They go dig up. Listen, man, this is the world we live in, bro. And you have to learn to adapt and, and know what it is. Be who you be. Do what you do. Do the right thing. I don't worry about that stuff because I understand how it works. But at the same time, nah. Man, Christian Bill's a great kid. Masters, captain, and a championship, but no commercial. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. Partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today, 63. Increasingly cloudy tonight. The low at 50. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and mild. A chance of showers by late afternoon. The high 69. Saturday, occasional rain. Possibly a thunderstorm. The high 65. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 60 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. So I slipped out and slipped on home I was just gonna leave you a message But I'm so damn glad you picked up the phone Cause right now I'm spinning like a ball stool Right now I'm missing your pretty smile In the back of a cabin Number two on a Thursday, been a fun show, a lot of different topics. Stephen M. Smith in his own words, touchdownalabama.com, touchdown Alabama, the Bama Standard in his own words. He does a lot. We appreciate having him uh, on the program uh, today. You know, of course, not a lot of stuff popping. We're not a heavily, heavily driven caller show. Some are, and that's a good thing, too. Um, but we'll definitely get more on the calls and Things like that as things kind of slow down. We go into spring sports because Alabama softball, Patrick Murphy and the guys will be playing over in hot Atlanta, I believe, and they'll try to get those games in. Baseball's getting ready to start, so Alabama looking to bounce back uh, this year, too, as well. So uh, look forward to those sports. I mean, springtime, weather getting warmer. Uh, get to talk about uh, some spring sports, although they start in the wintertime. But 
but we call them spring sports, so we'll get more into that. Uh, got a lot of different guests, because football will end after this week. Uh, then we start looking at the draft. Uh, Alabama players, we start breaking those down, getting those guys on the air with us, too. So we got a lot of stuff to do here on the program. Looking forward to uh, the different types of stuff that we're going to have coming forward for you. But uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It's a, it's a lot of fun. No, uh, it is. And and I was going to I was going to say just, just just to clarify. I mean, there, there's a ton of support like from the program. You know, from you know letting former guys go up and do all, you know utilize everything. Right. That is phenomenal. That is state of the art, best in the country. I'm saying more so from. You know, outside of the the program, outside of Malmore, a little disappointed. Just just wouldn't think you'd have to go. You know, begging for support on our, you know a show like this. You know, we literally are, you know, ambassadors. We you know, won't let it go. No, no. I wanted to clarify because I didn't want people to think I'm I'm talking about the, the program. I'm not talking about the program. They 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 do everything and beyond. Right. I'm forever grateful for that. Right. And then how you know they uh, maintain relationships. That that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about outside. Of that. I'm talking about where there's the, the elephant club, whatever the, the clubs are, right, that are supposed to kind of help, you know. Well, I'm saying with, like, former players and stuff, I'm just saying, like, I just think it, that's just something that you would think would be given, you know. That, that don't work that way. I mean, it don't work. I'm not saying handouts, brother. I'm just saying, like, you, you wouldn't think a guy like me would have to to beg for people to you sponsor. Say, man. You, you, this no, I'm just... This is, you this know, is, a little disappointing. You need to do that. I think you just understand that when you know what you know, um, and I'm not saying this for, for this. I mean, I do this because I love it, period. No, um, I'm retired. So, but the thing is, it's like, you know, you got to understand what it is. And that's why some things I say is really hard for people to hear, but it's the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and I'm always keep it 100 that way. And that's just who I am. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's you know, all I'm doing today too. Right. I say it these kids today have have a different angle, different thing. It's all about the money, it's about the bag. We know that they got to take care of family. We don't know their situation, but a lot of them come from different places, so we, we get that. And yeah, do what you got to do. That's why we see the transfer portal the way it is. Now, that definitely needs some some guardrails for sure. But um, and I, they will figure that out as time goes on. But. We enjoy it. The Middle of Edge is here. We're here to stay. We're going to rock and roll. We're going to do our thing. Love everybody, but we tell the truth. <laughs> so, that's just what it is. I'm out. I'll let Christian close out. You got to read. <laughs> go ahead and do that, but I'm, I got to go do some work. Yeah, no, I will do, do a read for one of our lovely sponsors who we're, we're so grateful for. Performance Off-Road Direct. If you're in need of any type of lift kit, wheels or tires they will take great care of you again if you got a jeep truck suv all that good stuff i promise you take your truck or suv to offer a performance direct and i promise you they'll get you taken care of quick fast in a hurry they got the best prices got a huge selection of wheels and tires so check them out now 4751 lake sherwood lane that's in northport alabama hit my guy michael up he'll get your truck or suv taken care of also alumni hall in midtown village if you need the latest and greatest officially licensed alabama products head on over to alumni hall in midtown village or go to alumnihall.com where the ultimate crimson tide fan shop they've got the hat wall they've got yeti products they've got anything everything alabama related so go check them out now you've been listening to the miller's edge right here on tide 100 Point nine twelve thirty a.m. WTBC. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Ryan Fowler in the game. Coming